Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast. This is your Colorado Sports Week in Review. Your Colorado Avalanche sitting pretty at 34-29. and 29, Tied for ninth place out west with 72 points. Eighth place team, the San Jose Sharks with 73 points. That is the final playoff spot that the Avalanche are trying to climb towards. Three games last week, they went 1-2 and two with losses to Columbus and Pittsburgh. And a win in Minnesota against the Wild. Four games this week starting tonight against the Wild at the Can, also known as the Pepsi Center. March 8th, they're in Nashville. March 10th versus Edmonton. And March 12th versus the Anaheim. Always will be mighty to me, Ducks. Your Denver Nuggets, now 22-17 and 17 in seventh place out west. The five through seven seeds are in a virtual tie. The Nuggets went 4-0 last week with wins over the Blazers in Houston and San Antonio and at home last night against the Kings in an overtime thriller. Kings game was the first of a franchise-high nine-game homestand starting last night, of course. Three games this week. Tomorrow night they play at home against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Friday, March 9th against the New Orleans Hornets. And Sunday, March 11th against the Memphis Grizzlies. And that is your card out of sports week in review. Ross Martin, let's start the show. Welcome to the Colorado Sports Guys podcast, episode number 31, as always, from denverstiffs.com. Nate Timmons is here. What's up, everybody out there in the land of the internet? My co-host, my producer, Ross Martin. How you doing on this wonderful, coming off of a nice sunny Tuesday afternoon, leading into a fine Tuesday evening? How it's, are you? Uh, I'm doing very well. Thank you for asking. Doing nice. good. Doing good. Good deal, man. You know what I realized? I don't know if anybody really like uh, listen, like likes the week in review that we added. I mean, I like it, but I realize that I like it for selfish reasons. Okay. Because I don't watch sports and I don't know what happened. <laughs> and so when I come in to do the show, it's nice for me just to hear. To know what happened yeah. the week before? Yeah. It's, like like your, it's like your sports center update. The Nuggets or... had a good week. Yeah. That's pretty awesome. They did? Of course, I'm kidding. I knew the Nuggets had a good week. Everybody knows. The are, yeah, how excited are you? Pretty excited. I mean, it's always good uh, to win games. Mm-hmm. You know, it's better mm-hmm. than losing games. Has the mood shifted a little bit on the blogs there on denverstiffs.com? Definitely. And the, the biggest thing, uh, everybody's, you know, of course, excited, fired up. There's still, you know, some criticism of some, uh, some, some nitpicking, some things that, you know, haven't really changed with the team. I mean, not much has really changed. A couple things here and there, but... The big uh, buzz now that's going on is the, the trade deadline, March 15th. So all that's starting to heat up. So uh, everybody's wanting to talk trade. Anywhere you look, ESPN, uh, our website, Denver Stiffs, uh, Yahoo, everybody's talking trades right now. You're going to list every website in the, on the Internet? Yes. Um, let's see. What are some other ones? Those are the other <laughs> ones I know. <laughs> Twitter. <laughs> Twitter, of course, talking about it. I saw somebody on Facebook was saying something about it. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever came pre-programmed on your droid. Yeah, yeah. Um, Peyton Manning going to get cut tomorrow? Peyton Manning and his uh, 
They're not going to pay him the $28 million, I guess? Not going to. Samir not gonna not gonna work here anymore. <laughs> so many areas, Peyton, Samir. Ma- man, man, uh, man's not gonna work here anymore. Yeah, man. Sure What's what up? Did there? Yeah, I like it, man. <laughs> Off the space, baby. I'm all in. I'm all over it. Uh, what else are we gonna talk about today? We got a top five list. We got the top five list making a triumphant return. Yeah, we took a few weeks off of it, and we were kind of teasing a little bit because Rich and Rifle had made a suggestion to us about uh, the top five sports smack gone wrong or, or something like that. And it seemed like a really good idea at first, but then after we tried to research it, it was just it was kind of difficult. It was very difficult. So we kind of morphed into our top five list this week, which kind of, you know, it was a series of events that inspired it. I think he had mentioned Brian Bosworth, and then we started looking at some of the you know, kind of the more ugly side of sports. So today we have top five sports bad guys. Bad boys, bad boys. These are bad guys. I'll be interested to see what your criteria was. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. always uh, very scientific, very complex. Mm-hmm. Um, I usually try to bring in my own personal John Hollinger to give me a formula to break these down. Who's that? So uh, this guy that hangs out by the store by my house. Oh, okay. Usually in the alley. Oh, okay. But, That's cool. Yeah. I always just pray that some, there's an already somebody else. I just try and use somebody else's list. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you Google it. Uh, sports bad Top guys. Top five. <laughs> and then just cross my fingers. Yeah. And then just mix them around. <laughs> yep. like they give you a top ten. You're like, well, I'll leave five of those out and yeah. five of them in. Perfect. <laughs> exactly. It's a good way to do it. Yeah. yeah. Pretty smart. And I like that Wikipedia. Oh, uh, Wikipedia Ooh, is nice. I love that Wikipedia. What else? Uh, we got uh, Nuggets, Peyton Manning, which we're going to talk about. Uh, we might talk. Top five list. We did have uh, Scott Goldman in once upon a time, our uh, sports guy oh, attorney. Yes, the, the CSG legal correspondent. Back in the day, episode like two, I think. Yeah, like back in, gosh, we, August. Uh, we broke down the Parrish Cox situation. Yeah, and, and now it's all come to an end, right? Come to an end. A free man. Free man. Just kind of all that hype, and then uh, then just, it's over. He's free, not guilty. So we might get into some of the uh, little bit of some details about that, some reaction to it, perhaps from ourselves, and even Mr. Parrish Cox himself, who can be found on Twitter. Yes. So. And yeah. uh, what else? I didn't write these down. I should have. Trade deadline. Do we talk about that? We can throw a little trade deadline talk. I mean, it's a hot topic, and of course, with the Nuggets, you always get into some other oh, yeah, topics. Yeah, we should talk about that. We had J.R. Smith saying something interesting today. Uh, George Carl gave a pretty good interview on uh, 104.3 The Fan today, so maybe a little reaction to that as well. All right. Well, uh, we're all ready to go. Should we take a quick break and uh, come back with fierce talk? Yeah, we can do that. I mean, what's going on with you, man? Is it, you got anything you want to? Wanna... Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We were gonna, we were gonna bolt. Uh, shoot the bull a little bit. <laughs> you want to shoot the bull? I got it written down here. Shoot bull. Shoot the twelve bowl. minutes. So we got twelve minutes to do that. <laughs> 12. Not much going on with me. No. Oh, you know what I did? You know no. I've been talking about for the past since I've been on this podcast about how I don't have a TV. Yes. I ordered a TV today. Oh, you did. I did. I ordered a forty-inch LCD 1080p HD TV. Did we'll you go be with here the, on Thursday. Did you go with like the LED? LCD. LCD. Yeah. Is LED a real thing? I think so, yeah. Okay. I think it's kind of a newer technology. I'm more of one of those uh, late adopters for technology like that. Yeah. Early adopter for like podcasts because they're free. But things that are really expensive when they first come out, I just wait. Wait till the bugs get sorted out. Yeah. When I got my iPhone, I bought it in a pawn shop. Oh, nice. You know what I'm saying? I got my Droid uh, first day they were out. See, you probably paid like four hundred dollars. 
Oh, wait. No, maybe not. We got some crazy deal on it. Uh, yeah, something. It wasn't too bad, but I needed a new phone, and it just kind of happened all at once. So uh, that was – I hate doing that, though. I hate going latest and greatest because I feel like, yeah, you're just pissing money away. It's true. And so now it's been almost a full year without a TV, and now I'm getting one. So you're getting a TV, but you, you're still refusing cable and satellite, right? Correct. So you'll be watching all your programs via Netflix uh, streaming. And over the air. This was something I want to talk about, actually. This morning, I think it was, I was listening to KOA as I wake up, as I talk about regularly. Traffic and weather. That's what I care about. <laughs> Traffic and weather together on the 8s. And uh, <laughs> I think. Yeah. And then they were talking about, uh, and obviously the KOA is a big, they're like the mouthpiece of the Colorado Rockies, right? They're the official station. And they were on there this morning just bragging, just bragging about how internet-only games this spring training. Internet-only. And they just seemed so damn pleased with themselves that they were putting something on the internet. And, of course, it's meaningless preseason spring training games. And when the season starts, I still won't be able to get any regular season games on the internet. Um, so it's all useless to me because I don't really care about spring training and, and I'm, and I'm not going to get to watch any Rockies games this year because they're so far behind the times, <laughs> but I thought that was kind of funny. I caught a, a UFC, uh, gosh, they're, ha- they're not having a fight until May, but they had a press conference for it today for some reason. But that was streamed over the internet, so I watched that live. It was yeah. kind of cool. It's pathetic that the way that Major League Baseball and main sports. Yeah, at least the NFL, been doing it for years yeah, now. It's so and, – and what's funny is they have it halfway figured out because if I lived in Mississippi, I could watch all the Rockies games. But since I live in Denver, I can't. You know what I mean? Who would want to <laughs> watch the Rockies games anywhere other than Colorado? Yeah, and preseason too. I mean, I don't know. I, I have some friends that are real jazzed up about you know spring training and stuff like that. But I'm like, I don't understand the point of. It. Yeah. Oh, what's the one of the dudes got a DUI? Yeah, Alex White. I was just looking at that right now. Severe DUI. Yeah. Point one seven four BAC. Not that bad for Alex White. Well, he got that, and then the other pitcher they Scott got Scott Goldman that, could get him off. <laughs> yeah, Scott Goldman. If you're listening, Alex. But so we had Alex White with that with that uh, Dewey, and then the other pitcher they got because Alex White was uh, brought over in that trade for Ubaldo Jimenez. The other pitching prospect, uh, Palmeres, I don't remember exactly his name. Drew Palmeres. Yeah, he got what an assault charge recently. Yes, <laughs> I think in the past couple of months. So good trade there by the Rockies, going after some real uh, some real character guys. Yeah, I guess. They're trying to match the Thuggets. Yeah, yeah, the Thuggets are no longer around, so the Rockies are picking up what the What happened slack. to that nice Christian clubhouse we were so used to? I don't know. It's because Todd Helton is no longer in charge over there. Did you read that article? Maybe he was just getting into the sacrament a little bit. Todd Helton quietly passed the reins to Troy Tulowitzki. What reins? You know, the reins. <gasps> like, you know. Passing out the chewing tobacco or. <laughs> you know, the torch. The torch. I'm pretty sure passed. that that torch has been passed about two years ago, at least. No, no, I read an article. It just happened. It just happened. <laughs> the symbolic was, passing of the quiet. torch just happened. It was quiet, but it happened. So what is he like? So, uh, Troy, uh, here you go. What is this? It's, uh, it's the torch of the team. He's like, hey, Troy, here's a torch. I'm going to go shoot, shoot some hogs. <laughs> I'm going to go shoot some hogs with Peyton. Uh, and, and if he was uh, – if, if Troy Tulowitzki – who was it that got hurt? Was it Clint Barmas that got hurt back in the day? Oh, God. Was that intentional Barmas. by 
Todd Helton, that he, he'd take him out there and injure him so that he would remain the star. But now that he's kind of, you know, in Are you the, saying Clint Barmas would have been the star? Clint Barmas was good before Clint he got Barmas injured. Barmas was always horrible. What are you talking about? He was maybe going to get rookie of the year when he was going before he got hurt. A lot of guys were maybe going to get rookie of the year. I don't know. Remember, he was, Troy Chulowitzki was, was maybe going to get rookie of the year. Well, he should have if that steroid freak in Milwaukee wasn't juicing up. He's not guilty, just like Parrish Cox. Oh, that's right. Not guilty. That's right. Ryan Braun. Good lawyers out there. The law field is really strong at this point in time. It really is. That's why it kind of all coincides with our top five bad guys. So what were you talking about? With what, I think I was talking about how I saw over the weekend, I finally saw that ESPN documentary, Catching Hell. What? You were talking about something else. I know. I'm different. changing the subject. <laughs> You got your TV, so now you can watch Catching Hell. I haven't got it yet. It's coming Thursday. But I did watch it on my non-TV. And uh, can we go into this? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah, I saw it. You seem very, like, very like, focused on our outline today. And I'm not no, really I just that. something popped in my head that I wanted to mention. So I'll mention it after you're done with your uh, tale of Catching Hell here. Because I like that documentary. Did you watch that? It's fantastic. Let me tell you. That, that documentary was okay. It was pretty good. Not great. What struck me as funny, which I guess it shouldn't because it is an ESPN documentary. Of course, it's about Steve Bartman, the Chicago Cubs fan, caught the baseball, right? Yeah, okay. and uh, the dude from Boston. With the mustache. <laughs> they only said his name eight times. Everybody knows who I'm talking about. Bill Buckner. Bill Buckner, thank yeah. you. It, they, ESPN managed to do a, a feature-length film, an entire documentary on – Two of the most disgusting and vile fan bases in the history <laughs> of all sporting. I mean, these guys put the Greco-Romans to shame, right? They're yeah. just disgusting pigs. They make Chargers and fans look awesome. They're just – exactly. I mean, Boston and Chicago, two of the worst, most vile ugh, vermin. And they managed to do an entire documentary about that. Just It was that topic. Yep. But then they said, basically, they, they figured out a way to make it seem like this was the one time in each city where this happened, where they were that. It was like it was just the bad, bad timing, and they're really great fans, except for these two instances. <laughs> yeah. I heard one guy say, as Bartman was getting ac- escorted out of the stadium, somebody should put a 12-gauge in your mouth and pull the trigger. Good Lord. <laughs> it's like- <laughs> and I mean, like, this is not, this was not an exception. This was not an anomaly. This is the way they are every single game, everywhere they go. They're gross. And, yeah. and of course, they have a Red Sox fan directing this. It's an ESPN uh, production, so they can't really alienate their two biggest fan bases. They're always kissing their ass anyway. So the dude that produced it, like, come across as pretty much a weirdo to you? He was a weird guy. Well, it was weird because he was... They were showing him, and it made it look fake as he was – part of the documentary, he was being interviewed by a Chicago radio DJ, and they were having callers call in, but the dude wasn't wearing his his headphones. Yeah. So, like, it was, like, it was staged. I mean, he couldn't yeah. – he was having a conversation with a caller, but how could you possibly have heard him? I don't know. That's not – obviously, it was an okay documentary. People were giving it a lot of um, more credit than I think it deserved. It was I think just I'm, all right. I think I'm thinking of the Boston. Wasn't there like another Boston fan that they interviewed that was like making a documentary or documenting it? Oh, the guy yeah, that had yeah. that like real crazy underbite. Yeah, he was a Cubs fan. 
Yeah, the Cubs fan. That's yeah, he, okay. was, he was a reporter, a journalist for one of those things. I don't remember his name. Oh, I thought but, he was just uh, a fan that was filming something. I don't know. Weird documentary, though. I mean, it's, it's pretty crazy to think of how uh, different that dude's life is because of one simple thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like, it completely changed. And how is he still living in Chicago? He still lives there? It's like, man, I would have moved. Well, I would have sold out. I would have sold out as much as possible, to gotten as much money as I could. Well, see, the thing is, he even apologized, right? He was like – he was just as bad as all the other fans as far as being totally out like – outside of reality and how important the Chicago Cubs are. Yeah. So he, he even looked at himself. He probably like went back home and like whipped himself in the back like that dude from <laughs> Angels and Demons or whatever. Yeah. The self-flagellation. Yeah. He's like got Does battery cables hooked up to nipples. Yeah. I mean, he's probably he's just as disgusting and vile as all the rest of them out there. Yeah. That's funny. But anyway. <clears throat> so I have a question. It's fun to rant on uh, – Cubs fans and Red Sox fans again. Yeah. It's been a while since I've <laughs> gone off on other teams' fans. Well, you have, you know, what, a little over a month before you'll be doing it, you know, for real with the April Rockies 9th. games. Yeah. April 9th. I got to find tickets to that. I'm thinking about getting a mini plan. Yeah, they're good that's deals. That's the only way deals. you can get opening day tickets right now. Oh, really? Unless you're buying them on the black market for a lot more money. Yeah. I bet I know some people that are going to be selling opening day tickets for a pretty penny. Yeah. yeah. People near and dear to me. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So, with this whole Netflix thing, I just my my friend allowed me to uh, to activate Netflix on my uh, Blu-ray player. You know, you can activate different devices or whatever. Mm-hmm. Why don't they have a bigger? I had Netflix for like a year, and I think I I, I don't know. I watched a gross amount of movies, like ninety movies in a year or something. It's crazy. That was just the discs I got. But anyway, uh, I didn't have much of a life for like a year, I guess. <laughs> but uh, with Netflix, why don't they? Uh, why don't they have more on their streaming? Like, wouldn't it be a lot better? Like, how hard is it to have, like, all your new releases be streaming instead well, of I'm, having I'm the sure they have to the pay disc? for it. They have to pay for those movies. Like, uh, per view or something like that, or what? To have the ability to stream them, they have to pay for those rights. And then to have the DVD, what do they pay for? They pay for the DVD. Like, $20? They probably have to pay more than that, I'm guessing. Okay. There's probably like a there's probably like a uh, personal use cost where we go to Best Buy and spend. Well, I don't buy DVDs, but I'm sure some yeah. idiots still are. You can go to Walmart and buy one for like yeah. five bucks, five, if you're ten, fifteen. I bet good. you if you want to like buy them and then rent them out, there's probably some other price you have to pay. I, I'm not privy to that information. It'd just be cool if you could. I mean, it's like you were saying with with the with Major League Baseball bragging around being on the internet. Finally, it's like, hey, Netflix, like let's step it up a little bit. I think what happens is the movie studios are still relying on the DVD purchases. So what they do is they delay that. So they just try to maximize it, right? So as soon as they release it on DVD, till that runs out, then they make it available streaming. Yeah, well, that pisses me off because I just want to watch new stuff. Everything right away. for free. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, come on. It would be nice. It would, yes. <laughs> I would agree. It would be nice to have that kind of job security. Sunset Sinja doesn't work here anymore. <laughs> Peyton, Peyton man, 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 man's not going to work here anymore. Oh. <laughs> oh. Man, that's crazy. So good stuff there on the uh, technology beat. Colorado <laughs> Sports Guys, right. technology beat. Colorado Gadget Guys. Nice. Uh, what else, man? 
Uh, I went out, celebrated the uh, sister's 33rd birthday. I probably shouldn't happy, tell people that. Happy birthday. We went to the, uh, the Cheesecake Factory downtown. I had a delicious dinner and then uh, <clears throat> went to leave, parked in the Tabor Center garage, as I usually do. I go up to the, uh, the hosting station and I ask for my validation ticket. Sure. And they tell me, okay, do you have your white garage ticket? No, I leave that in my car because I don't want to lose it in my pocket. I don't want to get it crumpled Were you up. like, what, just because I'm white, I got to have a white ticket? Yeah. No, it would be more like, what, just because I'm white, I have to have a white ticket? <laughs> that was a pretty good white guy impersonation <laughs> by you. It just comes naturally. <laughs> so they tell me, where's your white ticket? And I'm like, uh, no, I didn't bring it to my car. you know. And he's like, well, we, they gave us the machine now, so we have to stamp the tickets. And, I, man, that just made me angry. You should have punched him in the face. I wanted to reach across and grab him by his shirt collar and then smash his head. Why didn't you put a sign in the garage? <laughs> Something, right? Like, I don't know. I My blood's boiling even thinking about that. I, know, I would have a hard time composing myself. I was. I, I just fits of rage. I just looked at him and said, oh, that's just fantastic. <laughs> and then I walked away. You did. And it cost me five, it cost me five dollars, <laughs> but it cost me probably seven months off my life with the like anger and stress that I built up. It's no joke. And then when I left there, all I wanted to do was either one, smash my car into another one or B, drive onto the sidewalk and just take out a bunch of pedestrians. Yeah. So that's how I felt. And then I was like, you got to let this go. You got a podcast to go do. You People are counting the, on you, man. The, the anger sharks. People are counting on you. Need to stop swimming. So anyway, yeah, I get I get pretty raged up sometimes every once in a while. All that time in the gym. I mean, you can do uh, some pretty mean stuff to me and I won't care. I'll, I'll get over it. But little things like that sometimes will just, uh, I'll fly off the handle. Well, you better watch that, buddy. So watch out, people. I Sleep will. with one eye open. That's right. <laughs> Take a break now. Because I know where you sleep, and I will find you. No. Just like Parrish Cox. <laughs> Let's take a call. You know what? Let's take a break and take a call. How about that? Take a break, take a call. Take a break, take a call. We've been trying to get some people to call in. We got somebody, right? Right back after this. We're back. Still waiting for that caller. But um, that's okay. No big deal. We can keep uh, just plugging along here. I already forgot what we were going to talk about. Did you really? After all that rambling. Peyton Manning? Is that something? Let's do a little bit of Peyton Manning talk. What do you think? Um, Of course, Peyton Manning set to be wildly uh, rumored to be set to be released tomorrow from the Indianapolis Colts. They're not going to pay him the $28 million signing bonus or whatever kind of bonus he's due. He's going to be a free agent. Um, I don't know how much time he has left to play. I don't know if he's ever really going to be able to play. They do have video of him at Duke throwing a football around in his uh, helmet and shoulder pads, so he looks okay. But um, kind, of a, kind of a crazy story, though. I mean – I just try to – I related everything with quarterbacks, of course, to John Elway. And I try to think of Peyton Manning is just as important to the Colts as Elway was to the Broncos. 
And if you look at it, would I be comfortable with the Broncos ever getting rid of John Elway in this fashion? It would be awful. It would be horrible. But you have to think of it in terms of if Elway's career had gone on another couple seasons, quite possibly the Broncos could have been in a similar situation. Elway misses the whole season. The difference between John Elway and Peyton Manning is aside from a lot of talent. I mean, Elway's clearly a much better quarterback, but Elway knew when to call it quits. And uh, he got his two Super Bowls, and uh, it was just one of those situations where luck, you know, intersected with destiny, and he retired on top, and Peyton Manning didn't get a chance to do that. And if he doesn't have that injury this season, it's probably a different situation. But uh, you can't blame the Colts at this point. $28 million is a lot. Oh, yeah. you know, um, I don't know if the Broncos ever had to pay that amount of money to John Elway. Well, they're still paying him that money. Yeah. Uh, a lot of money was owed Elway when he retired, right. I think. And they tried to sell him the team or give him the team. <laughs> <laughs> that old crotchety guy who just died got in the way. Kaiser? Yeah. Ed Kaiser? Is Wasn't that, that him? Yeah, yeah, something like that. Uh, so... Now that he's been eliminated, maybe they can make that deal work. But, uh, but the big thing coming out now, I just uh, saw going across Twitter here, is that the, the Redskins might be in the lead for Peyton Manning. That's what I was going to ask you is what teams – okay, so we have the whole Elway might be sad if he gets cut. I mean, fans of Indianapolis probably lose their minds for a little bit, and then they'll get over it. They're um, already over it, aren't they? I don't know. I mean, they you just, heard all those did guys. Did they go 1-15? Yeah, I think they ended up winning two or three games. Did they really? Yeah. I don't know. Or one or two. But, I mean, so where, where do you think? scumbags think. Where do you think? Uh, where do, you, do you have any opinion of where he may go or where he should go? And what would you think if uh, should the Broncos look to get in on any of that sweet bidding for Peyton Manning's That's interesting. sweet white arm? I mean, obviously I have no idea where he could possibly go. Um, anybody who says they do is full of it. Um, there's big guys. talk about I think there's a website that's like bring Manning to Miami dot com or something like that for the yeah. Dolphins. That'd be a good fit. You know? Where old people go to retire. <laughs> there you go, Miami. <laughs> on down there and just continue to be a completely meaningless team in the NFL. And after he yeah. hurts his neck again, he can get in a wheelchair and fit right in. Absolutely. At Del Boca Vista. Del Boca Vista phase three. Del Boco, Del Boco, Del Boca Vista. <laughs> So. <laughs> yeah, I mean, who cares? I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't go to the AFC West. That's all I care about. Well, what if Peyton he Manning the... used to just pick us apart? And let's say like... he went to the AFC West, but he was putting on a Broncos helmet. Yeah, that'd be cool. I mean, we as know a, like, that the... to take place of uh, Brady Quinn as a backup. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, Brady were... Quinn's probably on his way out, right? <laughs> yeah, he most likely is. <laughs> yeah. He's a free agent, uh, but he's he's most likely. Not going to come to Denver. That's probably the reality. But would you want to see him here? Does any part of you as a fan think that he would be good for this team? My quarterback is in place. You don't want? I'm not looking for anything more than who we have. That man is Tim Tebow. Yeah. So as a backup, sure. Peyton Manning would be a pretty decent backup. But I don't think he's as lucky as Tebow. That's what you need is luck. Luck. Andrew Luck, that's who the Colts are getting, of course. Oh, look at that. 
But I'm trying to think of the teams like Washington. Washington has more problems, I think, than just a quarterback, although they did look kind of decent last year. Uh, Miami, kind of the same thing. Matt Morrill actually looked pretty decent for them. Um, I believe that that team has more holes to fill than just a quarterback. Uh, you just kind of look around the league and you try to think of teams that the only thing that was missing was solid quarterback play. And it's like, well, I mean, the Broncos are kind of one of those teams, perhaps, what? perhaps not. No. No? They, didn't, they weren't missing a guy that could throw the ball in a window the size of a matchbox car? One and four team gets to the playoffs and beats up the Steelers. That's all I got to say. Okay. I don't want to have this conversation ever again. How about uh, the New York Jets? There's a lot of uh, fans upset with the play of Mark Sanchez. Probably be thirsty to get another aging veteran quarterback in there. They had Brett Favre. Maybe they take a run at Peyton Manning. Sure. I don't know. Is this even interesting? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> so he's going to be somewhere else. It's going to be weird to see him I, somewhere else, right? I mean – it, I don't know. I mean, it's Peyton Manning. Does it even matter? I mean, Joe Montana switched teams at the end of his career. Yeah. Is there any more of a legendary quarterback than him that did it? So, Yeah, and he, yeah, with the Chiefs. I mean. Joe Namath played for a different team. Everybody plays for a million different teams. It's not like it used to be. It's just crazy that he played for, I don't know, since 97 or 98 for one team, and then now it's over, right? Yeah. But, well, the thing is, he. Uh, I've always considered it to be a special thing to play for one team, and I think it's a cool thing, and I think it's something that if it can happen, it should. But, you know, with the money situation the way it is, I, it's probably dumb of the Colts to, to pay him that much money. Okay, was there any po uh, possibility of them, uh, you know, like cutting him, releasing yeah. him, and then renegotiating him and bringing him Well, they, bring, they could have both sides agreed to uh, sit down for a renegotiation session before they decided to – I think his release is tomorrow at some point in time, the deadline, or Thursday morning, I think. But they, I believe, are going to go ahead and just release him tomorrow. So it didn't work out. They didn't come to an agreement. So, yeah. Do you think Peyton Manning wears a nightgown? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I could actually see him wearing like a nightgown. a really oversized shirt, just down past his knees. Yeah, like those old-timey, one of those hats where the, like the ski <laughs> hat thing where the... No, 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 just the nightgown. Not with the hat that hangs way down to like you know yeah, past his shoulder. Too, yeah. yeah, and like he wants warm milk before he goes to bed. They all like. Do you think like the dad, the Manning brothers, and then the non-football brother don't know any of their names? Like at this moment, do you think they all sleep in the same bedroom? Like when they get together, like in bunk beds. I doubt it. I can see him getting in a tent in it's the backyard. Like Peyton's on the. It's like a triple bunk. Peyton's on the top, then Eli, and then the real estate agent. Is he a real estate or a doctor? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> sure as hell not a quarterback. He's not an NFL quarterback. <laughs> oh, man, that's too bad for him. How did uh, that guy not become a mass murderer? I don't know. Yeah. He could have. So how about this other it's news? It's like if Timothy McVeigh, if you found out both of his older brothers played in the NFL and his dad did, and then he blew up the Oh, cool building. Building. You'd probably be like, oh, well, I can kind of see that. Still the not pressure. still not right, but yeah, the pressure of the situation. I'd be a little pissed, too. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what do you do there? You're like, yeah, I'm Zach Manning. <laughs> Is that his name? I have I don't know. Ed, Eric, maybe. It's probably Eric. Hey, I'm Eric Manning. Who are oh, are you related to? Yes. <laughs> yes. What happened to you? Uh, my arm was 
smashed in a trash compactor when I was four, <laughs> and I could never throw the ball. But before that age, I was definitely more advanced. Uh, how about the Broncos using the franchise tag on your boy, Matt Prater? Prater. Yeah. It's cool. Is it I don't understand the franchise tag. And, you know, in, in almost all cases, it's kind of like it's considered bad. For the player, or it's, but then in other times it's considered good. Well, Drew Brees is thinking about not signing his. Yeah, I don't understand it. If, I guess if if they think you're owed more money, then it's kind of a way to keep you from getting max market out on the market, max dollar out on the market. Is that right? Yeah, but the problem with it but is it's it's just a it's just a one year deal. So it's like, you know, if Drew Brees can't work out anything else besides a one-year deal, he goes out this season, blows his knee out, then he's, you know, SOL. Oh, okay. So that's kind of the big deal, I think, of why a lot of guys don't want to sign up. But there are some players that I think end up playing off the franchise tag for a couple of seasons in a row. Really? Yeah. I don't know if uh, – I don't know who, but well, that sounds sure somebody plausible. Has. Yeah, I think that uh, what's his name, Julius Peppers, may have done that for a couple years with Carolina before it smells he like got pep out. up in here. <laughs> so you excited to have Prater back? Do you like that? Yeah, it's great, man. Oh, they were gonna get rid of Prater. That guy's the man. He's when our does best it ever, player. When does it ever smell like pepper? Like, why would you ever use that? Pep up in here. I don't know. I think it's a Saturday Night Live skit. Anywho, uh, you've definitely overseasoned those steaks. <laughs> Because there's definitely a pepper smell coming out of this room. we got over four different kinds of soda. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Sorry. Usually I'm a pop culture whiz. <laughs> out of my element. All right, dude. Should we get into the top five? You had your element, Donnie. Well, we I want to talk everything? a little nuggets. Oh, come on. Like five minutes? The nuggets? Can you give me five minutes on the nuggets? <laughs> Pretending to like the NBA, hardest part about doing this podcast. Well, we have a couple of things. We have Parish Cox still. Oh yeah, Parish Cox. And we have uh, we have a little nugget stuff. Okay. It's not a lot of nuggets. There's just uh, we can just. I'll go ahead with J.R. Smith tweeted this out today. He said, uh, first time I heard good game in six years from my head coach. This man gives me confidence." And then he posted a picture of Mike D'Antoni, an obvious. Not so veiled shot at George Carl, who has been JR's coach, and mm-hmm. Byron Scott as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, George Carl has taken some heat around uh, our uh, neck of the woods as far as taking shots at guys like Carmelo Anthony. He's been notorious for taking shots at Ray Allen after he traded Ray Allen for Gary Payton. It's kind of this deal where George likes to kind of dig at guys after they're gone. And it's, you know, like Kenya Martin said earlier this season, that George Carl should just shut up and let. Uh, let Mello leave Mello alone, kind of deal. Like not take shots at him afterwards. But um, let me ask you this: If Phil Jackson was coaching the 2007 Nuggets, whenever they were had everybody, and they were really good, yeah, would we, would we have gone farther? Would we have won a championship? Yeah, I mean that's you'd almost want to say maybe. <laughs> I would say you almost want to say maybe. Almost want to say maybe. <laughs> <laughs> I would say probably yeah. I mean, if you look at it, the the main a lot of people point to the fact that the Nuggets didn't have the two things that killed them in that series were out of bounds plays where they threw the ball away a couple times in key situations. But people fail to realize in one of those situations, the Nuggets were still down by two points. So not only did they have to inbound the ball, they had to actually score to tie it, and then they're going to need another possession to either win it. They're going to have to make a stop, another possession to score, or go to overtime. So it wasn't like 
the inbounds play lost in the so why, game. Why is but, why is George Carl still here? I, I mean, as I'm thinking about this, it's like, what's the point? He, what's the point? I mean, if I guess he's if you never look wanted around. anywhere, he's <laughs> he's. I mean, it's been it's been explained. It's like Kyle Orton. You know, eventually you're like, okay, he's not horrible enough to be horrible, but he's not. He's just pretty good. He's an average coach. Just yeah. average. He's got coach. an above average regular season record, but yeah, you look at the playoffs and he's. You can almost argue that he's well below average. I mean, his his record here is pretty atrocious outside of that one run the Nuggets made. And you know, I'd like to look at BasketballReference.com and you look at the the block of the Nuggets making the playoffs, and it's repetitive. That... Exit in the first round. Exit in the first round. Exit in the first round. It's like Remember that little time. guy? What's his name? Earl Blankens? From, no, from uh, San Antonio. He was the coach. Avery Johnson. Yeah, is that guy coaching anywhere? A little general. Yeah, he was coaching the Mavs, got canned, and now he's coaching New Jersey. Oh, we should get him. Oh. I like him. Really? Yeah, he's cool. So that's the other problem is who would you want to replace George with if you did Avery make Johnson. a coaching change? And you'd yeah. go with Avery Johnson, the little general. Yeah. Uh, known for being a screamer. Come on, Riff, that was a good call. <laughs> he's got a, kind of a high-pitched, squealy voice. Yeah, you can I like him. him. He's funny. But yeah, he's cool. Yeah. What's so, Phil Jackson doing? Is he coaching? No, he's. I think he's just Let's taking a year off. He might be in Montana hanging out. There's yeah. talk of him uh, wanting to come back next with... year. Like, where is he going to want to coach, though? Because he's not used to coaching teams that don't have the best players. So he's going to either have to go to, like, Miami or I don't know where he's going to go. Yeah. Can he coach an actual team? Could he come in and coach the Nuggets? That's a good question. I don't think he can win without uh, having five great players. So... But you can't definitely win just by having five great players. So clearly, coaching has something to do with it. Some guys have done it over and over again. Pat Riley, Phil Jackson. Greg Popovich. So there's clearly something to it. Um, but, no, I don't think he could just coach any team. I don't think anybody could just coach any team to a championship. George yeah. Carl certainly can't. can't so whatever. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's, again, I, I, with the NBA, it's not a fair sport. It's not – a pure version of the game so until they fix that up the game's always going to be kind of missing something for me yeah it's kind of strange and it's 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 definitely a weird sport and you know there's some excitement now again around the nuggets who have started since the all-star break four and oh and you know people are kind of a little happy again without really looking at some of the like i don't know you look at last night's game they went to overtime against the sacramento kings they should have lost that game uh, by all intent and purposes, they were losing by, I think, five in the final 20 seconds or something and had a miracle comeback. Aaron Aflalo hit three free throws with virtually no time left on the clock. They went to overtime. They needed a, a miracle shot by Ty Lawson, the three-pointer, to, to pull that game out. And, it's you know, they're still giving up wide-open threes. They're still doing all the same things that were annoying and losing them games, but now they're just winning some of them. So I don't really know if the team's really improving right now or not, but, I mean, their record obviously indicates that they are. Well, they've got a little momentum, and they're getting Gallinari back and Nene back full-time here any day. So could be fun. Could be a fun little run here. And, uh, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, cool. and we got the trade deadline coming up. Nobody knows if the Nuggets are going to make a move. There's, of course, Andre Miller, Chris Anderson, uh, who are maybe the primary targets to be moved if – a move is made, which I'm not sure the Nuggets will do anything. But uh, then you look at Nene as well, who has kind of been out for like a month with a strained calf. 
was he really that injured? Are the Nuggets holding him out because maybe they're trying to work on some deals? Oh, God. You never know. If they tried to trade Nene right now, first, first of all, who would be stupid enough to take him? And second of all, why would they sign him to that contract just to just trade him later? I mean, it's just it seems so stupid. Everything is so dumb with that team. Yeah, it's, it it's strange. It doesn't look like they're trying to be good. Yeah, maybe. I mean, I don't like, know. These guys, have these guys ever watched Nene play? Ever? I mean. Probably a little bit. I, don't <laughs> I like Nene. I think he's a good player, and I think he does you know, a lot of good things for your team. I, I don't think he's a guy that you can – yeah, I mean, rely on. I, I don't know if he should be paid thirteen million to be one of your highest paid players when he's probably your third or fourth option on a team. He is an exactly average player, exactly average. Let's say he's above average. I'd definitely. say he's exactly average. <laughs> <laughs> if there's a road, he's in the middle of it. <laughs> kind of like me on most of my <laughs> issues. All right, let's move along. Parish Cox. What did you think? Is it weird that I was kind of happy when I heard the verdict? He was not. Yeah, what would make you happy about him being not guilty of apparently raping a young woman that was passed out? Well, it, <laughs> when you say it that way. <laughs> maybe he didn't do it. I don't know. I just look at it and it, I see it as such a waste. And of you know, he was a talented guy. He wasn't by you know any means a you know. I mean, he was pretty good. I, I mean, I, it was Started just kind of sad. Games. Yeah, it was kind of just sad to see that whole thing go down. And the culture that surrounded it is the real issue. And the way these guys are just kind of, you know, given all this money without much, um, you know, much guidance. Half these guys didn't have fathers growing up. They don't know. They go from being dirt poor to being super rich overnight. And this is the type of stuff that happens. Uh, you know, it's. There's something to be said, I, I guess, on both sides of it. You know, I mean, there's like you're talking about with these extracurricular activities. There's, you know, partying and booze, and who knows if there's drugs involved or not. I mean, there's definitely alcohol involved, and there's, you know, these women are kind of it seems like sometimes they're throwing themselves. Right? Yeah, they're I mean, just like property. That's the way they treat them, right? Yeah, clearly, like she if, was, you're gonna, if you're going to do that to a, a woman that's unconscious, what you know, what is that? You know, to what, who was that person to him? Nothing. It was just a, literally a piece of meat. Yeah, and it was kind of a weird thing too, because I, I believe I don't know. She was dating Demarius Thomas at the time, and I believe after this whole thing happened, she had been dating Wesley Woodyard, yeah. another Broncos linebacker. So why is why is she kind of hanging around with these football players if she is scared of being attacked by them or something? I don't know. The whole thing just kind of screamed of a weird situation just gross and then yeah just kind of like an orgy type deal going on down there i don't know you know it's just strange and uh but you definitely don't want to i don't know what happened and you know obviously wasn't there and nobody really was so it's it's definitely never okay to you know to be like parish cox and drag this woman off if he did it yeah i mean people definitely testified to the fact that he dragged her from the air mattress to his bedroom they did yeah i believe demarius thomas testified to that I think, if I'm not right. But anyway, so Parrish Cox tweeted out uh, on Twitter on March 2nd after the verdict came in of him being not guilty. His first tweet coming out was right here. The feeling I have right now can never be felt, can't be explained. The Lord has his ways of work. Glad I was able to be in the path of that. So he's using Tim Tebow's Lord to 
praise the fact that he didn't have to go to jail for sleeping with an unconscious woman and uh, fathering a child of hers. He's like, this feeling I have can't be felt. It's like I'm dreaming. It's like God is doing something to me while I'm asleep. <laughs> I'm just so happy. <laughs> and then his, his second tweet that went out uh, right after that was, uh, Harvey Steinberg is the greatest lawyer on earth, hands down. There is no other better, as I recall. Well, All else is obsolete. I know, I know one attorney who would beg to differ. Scott Goldman, Scott Goldman. sports guy's legal correspondent. And I mean, I don't know, but I mean, okay, so Paris didn't go to jail for this, but I, I think there's been some other guys that have gotten off on some on some trials that have been bigger than this. I think Johnny Cochran's helped some people out in the past. Yep. There's a, a famous man with the last name of Kardashian, but I guess they're not around anymore, right? But uh, I don't know. It's just kind of like. <laughs> What a weird thing to tweet out. Like, <laughs> My lawyer is the greatest. He really he didn't say anything like here's what's kind of funny. He didn't tweet something out like I knew I would be proved innocent. <laughs> yeah. I, I knew one day my day he in court said, would come and my innocence would be proven. He's just saying, wow, thank the Lord that I got <laughs> off of this. What a miracle. I have the best you, lawyer ever. Thank you to my snake, my shark of a lawyer for going through these loopholes or proving that there was reasonable doubt. So. He's like Harvey Steinberg. Is that his name? Steinberg? Harvey Steinberg. Hi, Harvey Steinberg is the greatest lawyer ever. I didn't even have to do anything. It's like I was asleep, and he just took care of me. <laughs> it's like I was asleep, and then when I woke up, I found out I was going to be having a baby. <laughs> a baby called Freedom. <laughs> and this Freedom baby, I'm going to have to probably pay alimony, too. Or child support, at least. Oh. I don't know. It's just wow. I mean, what a what a weird case. Uh, Demarius Thomas, of course, gets mixed up in it. Cassius Vaughn as well. Uh, there's some tweets that went out about how I don't know if we want to get into it, but Cassius Vaughn and Demarius supposedly having a tweet where Cassius had told Demarius in the morning, "Man, too bad you left. You missed some good girl on girl action this morning." So it's like, what happened there? Like, what is? Like I said, what's going on with these these do orgies? They, like, do they have just like passed out girls everywhere that they like? play Django with or something? They just, like, pile them up on top of each other? <laughs> I, don't just... I don't know, but it's like... And I mean, what? This guy is a millionaire, right? And he's got an air mattress in the living room? It's where Demarius was sleeping <laughs> like, in their what? apartment Come for on, a while. guys. <laughs> I remember being a kid and hearing... Uh, somebody told me or I read somewhere or something. It was like, if you knew what actually went on behind the scenes in sports, you'd be disgusted by it. And this is just one of those things that, you know, like the Dallas Cowboys... Back in the day, I've heard many stories of many different things, and it is just disgusting because it is people with enormous amounts of money, and then there's people that want to get their hands on those enormous amounts of money, and you just wouldn't believe some of the stuff that people do to get there. Disgusting. Anyway, speaking of that, (laughs) Parrish Cox, if you're listening, send me a few bucks for no reason. That'd be cool. (laughs) We'd like to interview you, Parrish Cox. (laughs) I would not. I would not want to talk to him. Kind of a, you know, kind of just kind of free flowing today, aren't we? I feel good about this. <laughs> yeah, man. And speaking of speaking of uh, sports bad guys, let's get into that top five list. What do you say? All right, man. Let's do it. Should we take a break? Let's take let's a, play some music. Take a quick one, and we'll be back with the top five we'll sports back in bad 25 guys. Twenty-five seconds. 
top five bad guys. Sports bad guys. Top five sports bad guys. <laughs> this was a great list. I I kept... Uh... They want to be good, but it's so easy to be bad. <laughs> Some of these guys. <laughs> Oof, man. Uh, well, you want to get started or you want me to start? Yeah, I'll just go ahead and tell you with, with my list. I went with a little bit of a theme behind it. All right. And I went with a. Uh, I wanted to sprinkle this with a Colorado flavoring. Ah. So that's uh, the criteria I went with for my list. Did you have any such criteria, or did you encompass just everything that would make somebody a bad guy? I went through some of people. I did try and connect. I'm already can see one crossover with our list. If you if you went through the Colorado theme, I know of at least one crossover. Okay. That we'll have. Makes sense. Um, uh, maybe two. Probably two, actually. Okay. Um, but, uh, you know, I just kind of went through, read a bunch about a bunch of idiots. And because uh, it's so funny how they, some of these people really could be evil. But I think it's not so much evil as it is just really stupid and just don't <laughs> understand the way things work. Yeah. So this is my number five guy is hilarious. I, I uh, will be honest. uh should I get going? Yeah, man, let's kick this off. Top five sports bad guys. Number five, Ross Martin. Number what five got? is uh, it was very hard to find. Um, one of my criteria was that there had to be an actual crime that there was um, uh, not necessarily conviction, <laughs> okay, but it had to be at least accused and pre- you know pretty pretty bad. Oh yeah, it's definitely as opposed to just it? like. Uh, like an enforcer, you know, like a bad guy, you know, like uh, like he wears a gold earring. He's a bad guy. <laughs> yeah, or like he's dirty, yeah. a dirty player. You know what I mean? I, I mean, I pay, I like wanted to find people. So anyway, number, but it was hard for me to find guys that were because I really wanted hockey to be represented on here because I care about that sport so much, so much. And it was hard for me to find guys in hockey that were convicted or accused of actual pretty bad crimes. Are you serious? And then uh, I stumbled upon this guy. His, uh, known as, uh, born as Michael Stephen Jefferson, but uh, who had uh, changed his name at uh, the behest of his um, agent to <laughs> Mike, Michael Sage Danton. You know what I'm talking about? Mike Danton? No. He played for the New Jersey Devils and the St. Louis Blues. And in 2004, he was charged with hiring a hitman to kill said agent, (laughs) (laughs) David Frost. What? Yeah. For making him change his name? No. Well, hold on. While in jail, (laughs) Mike Danton called his agent, (laughs) and his agent convinced him to plead guilty. And it, and this is where it gets weird. So uh, his agent was, um, let's see, his agent's name was David Frost. And uh, I think that was his agent. Hold on. Seems reasonable. David <laughs> yeah. Frost sounds like an agency yeah, name. Yeah, his agent. But his, his guy was also his youth hockey coach. <laughs> okay. So he's known this guy for a long, long time. Long time. And they had a very weird relationship. When Danton was in jail awaiting to be charged with this crime of hiring a hitman to kill him, yeah, he convinced him to plead guilty to it and then wouldn't let Mike Danton get off the phone until he said the three words, I love you. <laughs> 
Turns out David Frost was a pedophile. Oh, uh, no. Was accused of uh, um, molesting girls and boys oh, while Jesus. he was a youth hockey coach. No. And then Mike Danton hired a hitman to kill him. But I think he really kind of loved him. Um, but a uh, very strange situation. Uh, Mike Danton did serve 63 months in jail. He is now out playing for Zenojomo. Snowjmo. So did this creep. The Czech Republic. Did this creep Frost? Is he in jail? Uh, yeah, David Frost. I think he's in prison. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> Was a junior ice hockey coach and NHL Players Association sports, sports agent, best known as the alleged target of a murder for hire plot by one of his clients, former St. Louis Blues forward Mike Danton. Oh, no. He's. Uh, Currently living in Laguna Niguel, California, under the alias Jim McCauley, working out of the Laguna Niguel Hockey Academy. Oh, this my goodness. Likes to, oh, whoa, great. He's back in the hockey <laughs> community. I thought he went to jail. Um, but, uh, yeah, so that's an interesting one. Yeah, that is an interesting one. I'd never heard about that. Maybe the uh, four-letter network didn't uh, air any too much about that, or maybe I just didn't pay attention. Oh, yeah. Well, uh, I don't know. 2004, I was preoccupied. Yeah, wow. Number five. Number Mike five, Danton. Mike Danton. Look it up. It's a very, very interesting. A lot of twists and turns. Yeah, my, my list is. outs and what have you. My list definitely not as, as dark as yours, but uh, my number five, sticking with the NHL, threw in Todd Bertuzzi. Yes. Back on March 8th, 2004, ex- almost exactly eight years ago today. Well, Bertuzzi was with the Vancouver Canucks in a retaliation play, sticking up for uh, teammate Marcus Nasland, who was injured early in the year on a legal hit by Steve Moore. But uh, on this night, March 8th, Bertuzzi retaliated by sucker-punching Steve Moore in the back of the head, fell on top of him, proceeded to try to injure him more. Uh, this uh, career-ending injury was uh, suffered by Steve Moore, never played hockey again. Todd Bertuzzi... Suspended, wound up back in the league. He's actually currently playing for the the hated Detroit Red Wings. But I remember that play, and it was a huge national story for a little while. And it yeah. was just uh, one of the dirtiest plays you'll ever see in any kind of sport. Hitting a guy yeah. while he's you know not even looking at you, especially a guy that's half his size. Yeah, Tarbertuzzi's a giant huge for hockey. Dude. For More a hockey was player. a. Yeah, he's, yeah. A little center, you know, a center in the in the lines of, you know, a, a Joe Sackick. So not really a, a big guy. And Todd Bertuzzi, definitely a big bruising player. But did that one make your list? Did not. Okay. Did he ever end up getting a charge with a crime for that? I know there was talk about it because that happened in Canada, didn't it? Yeah, I think there was talk of it him being charged Vancouver. with assault or something. Yeah, but it and never happened, right? I don't know. I don't think it did. But I don't have any sort of factual evidence in front of me to prove otherwise. Yeah, yeah. Even though I, I do have a laptop in front of me, I refuse to look <laughs> it up. I uh, thought about him. Of course, as a Colorado fan, you know, anybody would. But I, I, I kind of think about it uh, in two ways. One, it was a cheap shot. Two, I don't, I don't think the intent was there, honestly, to try and end his career. I think Todd Bertuzzi is, you know, if you did an IQ test, <laughs> you know, you're looking low 70s here. This guy is not a smart person. Yeah, any kind of vermin that's willing to attack another human being by punching them in the back of the head. Well, it's like... Come on, man. That's cowardly. You no, know, you blame the coach or whoever is in charge. Was it Was it Crawford? It was former abs so coach Mark Crawford. You blame a guy like Mark Crawford, who is the one who uses this 
man-child as a weapon like that. It's like of mice and men, you know, with Lenny. You know, you don't blame him loud. for killing the mice yeah, or the you, little girl. You, you blame a guy for hitting a guy in the back of the head. You don't well, just let I, him know, skate it, off. It's, it's true, but but uh, again, this guy's like he's borderline mentally. You know what I mean? <laughs> Maybe he went to like he probably, he probably, he probably went to an Ivy League, probably <laughs> went to an Ivy League school, and he probably has a freaking higher IQ than both of us combined. Yeah, I, Okay, that's <laughs> probably put possible. me in that same <laughs> that same category. Um, but um, you know, whatever. He was probably an idiot to begin with, and then you play hockey for long enough, you get dumber, and uh, so whatever. Again, I don't even think that he seemed. He didn't seem unapolo- He didn't seem apologetic about it after he it cried. happened. He cried on TV. Yeah, like a month later or something. That <laughs> yeah, was really bad. Fake crying. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he wouldn't make the WWF with those tears. Let's yeah. just say that. But that was my number five, Todd Bertuzzi of the Vancouver. I wasn't Canucks. defending him, but Mark Crawford needs to be held accountable for that too. Definitely, yeah, putting a bounty on a guy's stupid head. Zach Morris haircut. Yeah, yeah, Mark Crawford. Glad he got ran out of town. <laughs> he was actually a pretty good coach, I think. <laughs> I think he won a cup for the Avalanche. Yeah, he did. Oh pretty man. Sure. Anyway, that's my number five, Todd Bertuzzi, Vermin, Scum. Uh, scum. Moving on, number four, top five sports bad guys, Ross Martin. Who you got? How about a bad gal? Oh, yeah, bad girls. Bad Every, gal. Everybody likes a bad girl, Ross. Um, now, similar to Mike Danton, who I think was an idiot, this woman is... Mike Danton sounds mentally damaged. <laughs> he was physically damaged, He sounds damaged like too. someone that's more a pawn in someone's... Horrific game than a Todd Bertuzzi. Come on. They both were. (laughs) They're all like that. Tanya Harding. Oh, Tanya. Not a smart person. (laughs) Not. She's not going to win any uh, spelling bees, that's for sure. What's crazy is to. Neither am I. We all remember. (laughs) We all remember what, you know, the big thing with Nancy Kerrigan. Why? Why? Can you think back? Like that was on. Was that on live TV when that happened? Like, yeah, it had that, to be. To think about that type of, it seems made up. Like you couldn't make up that. That's a bad <laughs> TV movie. You know what I mean? It's oh a yeah, bad it's made for TV movie. You know the people at Lifetime like had an orgasm when they saw <laughs> that happen. Like, like that, the lead producer at Lifetime's head exploded when that happened because he knew that he was going to have. A made-for-TV movie that he could run every weekend for he 20 years. He probably already had it done. He just needed to change the names of the characters. Yeah. So, like, it would just be like, hey, Nancy Kerrigan, how are you? <laughs> yeah. But uh, there's – Who is that coming up behind me? Is that to, Tanya Harding? If you go to Tanya Harding's Wikipedia page, there's a section titled Series of Incidents. <laughs> and, uh, like, she was just <laughs> – how could these people let – she's clearly unstable leading up to this. How did people let her continue to compete? There was at one point where – Here's the other thing. There was at one point where she lied. It's, it was suffering from an ovarian cyst that was on the verge of bursting. And so that they just kind of let her get through qualifications without ever ha- without actually having to qualify. <laughs> you know, And it's like just – like, Eventually, people are so stupid that people are believing all these lies. I mean, was was Nancy Kerrigan her biggest competition, or should she have had that guy with the metal pole hit the girl that was going to come in 12th? Because that was her biggest competition, was 12th place. It wasn't first place, I don't think. I mean, I don't even know. She wasn't going to win the gold? Yeah, I, I don't even remember. 
Well, didn't she hire some goon? To she did, her? yeah, yeah, yeah. I but the guy was... weighed like 300 pounds or something. Like he wasn't going to make a quick getaway, was he? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Her, um, a he collapsible was... police baton. And you'd almost know the guy's name if you heard it too, right? Took place during a practice session. Shane Stant. <laughs> That's his name. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, that was great, though. I mean, to to be able to be the camera guy that caught that on TV. What a what a historic moment. You know, all those uh, kids that participate in the Olympics. Unless you're one of the snowboarders, you're all, you're all going to be kind of. There's something wrong with your family and wrong with you. You know, I think for the most part. Unless you know, maybe Michael Phelps <laughs> is cool. He gets to smoke some weed. But if like you're a gymnast or a or a uh, figure skater that's forced to practice eight hours a day and you're homeschooled and you're just a little you're going to be a little off you're going to not really understand the way things work yeah so. very true like tim tebow right <laughs> tim tebow god but uh yeah tanya harding huh number four yeah number four tanya harding i like it i like it tanya harding i believe you can maybe youtube her boxing celebrity boxing i think yeah. she may have done that oh god and uh, she may have i think made uh, some grainy adult films as well yeah, yeah. she tried to you know figure out some ways to get some money so uh if you're good with google go out there and oh, look at this. she was the first american woman to complete a triple axle in competition that's pretty impressive yeah first american second woman so maybe she could have gotten tenth place and not thirteenth or twelfth. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, she's really, really gnarly looking <laughs> right now. She looks like one of those people that either just got done doing math or is planning <laughs> really to go do math. Bulked up. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> maybe she's gonna try to get in the summer games, so some shot play. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> All right, man. You're number four, my number four now. Definitely not in not in the same lines as Tanya Harding. My number four, Derek Fisher. Yeah, from the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, kind of a villain to the Colorado fans, to mm-hmm. the Denver Nuggets fans. This Los Angeles Laker averages just ten points a game against the Nuggets, but that's the fifth highest points per game output that he that he averages against any team in the nba so fifth highest scoring against the nuggets uh he's been doing this over his 16 year nba career 13 with the los angeles lakers he seems to only be able to hit corner three pointers and he can't shoot at all and then when he plays the nuggets he's clutch he always hits big shots and although never known for or being accused of committing a crime or being guilty of one, he most certainly has committed heinous crimes that we don't know about yet. I would say definitely. Definitely. And he's just he's just one of those people that when I think of a bad guy, I think of a villain for Colorado teams, and he's definitely, I think, a villain, you know, in, in the regards of the Lakers. Blech, I hate the Lakers. Ugh. And when, when Derek Fisher finally decides, I mean, he's I think he's got to be 49 or 63 years old by now. When he finally decides to hang him up, I will personally throw a party celebrating the reign of his terror being over. Yes. That will be great. I hate that guy. I can't stand Derek Fisher. I can't stand him either. He's a bad guy. (laughs) Good pick. So that's my number four. I like that. Derek Fisher from the Lakers. Moving on to number three, top five sports bad guys. Ross, who you got? Another rapist and Laker. Kobe Bryant. Uh-huh. Yes. The mask. Something about Mamba. the thin air that just gets, people just want to rape as soon as they get here. 
Kobe Bryant is a son of a bitch. The masked mamba. <laughs> I hate this guy. And there's something I just want to point something out. What, since when did this thing happen where guys like Kobe Bryant and Rip Hamilton wear masks in games? What are they protecting? When they have the broken noses? Yeah, what is the deal with that? If this were like in the 80s or 70s or even in the 90s, guys wouldn't wear, like early 90s, guys wouldn't wear these masks. Just get your nose broken again and then just pop it back in. Who are these prima donnas playing basketball these days? And there's some They're sort cowardly of, sons of bitches. There's some sort of rumor that Rip Hamilton, if he gets his nose broken again, could have like some really bad permanent damage. But then I also heard that he just got comfortable wearing the mask. But Kobe's mask only has one strap on it, and he looks really stupid wearing it. <laughs> they, look, they both all look stupid. This would never fly. And, and like, if you're playing, why don't they paint the them guy, like a hockey mask? <laughs> should, right. Like you're wearing a clear mask. Put some design work on there. These Maybe guys that's are illegal. always trying to do something to be different. You know, like I, I swear it started when like Perry, uh, Penny Hardaway put a Band-Aid over his eyebrow like 18 years ago. Ever since then, people are trying to look different and cool, and it, it's. <sighs> Like Jeremy Lin wearing his Band-Aid half off. Did see that look? No. He just let some dangle. So he has like a like a flesh-colored piece that looked like dangling from his chin. That's that was a weird gross. look. Yeah, it was disgusting. <laughs> but, yeah, anyway, Kobe Bryant, hate this guy. I hate him. I hate him so much. Yeah, he's, Kobe actually came he's in. he's overrated. He's, he's not bad. He's a good player, but he's, he's uh, benefited from a uh, – place in la and a, a, a global type of situation where kobe bryant is good for the league globally so they um favor him during games the officials favor him um he's he's just i don't like him and he's a rapist i threw him down at number one on my list you did that's kobe bryant he's all another Sorry guy to steal that, your thunder buddy no worries man he's, he's always a guy you know that kills the nuggets his teams have ended the Nuggets seasons twice. In 2008, they swept Denver 4 to nothing in the first round. And uh, that most successful Nuggets team that we were talking about earlier in the show, the 2009 team that appeared in the Western Conference Finals, lost to the Lakers in six games, four games to two. Uh, Kobe averages 25 points, five rebounds, and five assists against Denver. Uh, that average is pretty average for Kobe. I mean, that's kind of where he is career-wise. Um, only the 16th most points against any other team ninth most at a western conference team so it's not like he's directly just killing the nuggets all the time but it seems like he is and like you mentioned too you know what happened in eagle colorado will never be off the minds even if you go to a lakers game now you'll hear a couple rapist chants every once in a while mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. and he was recently asked uh, after the nuggets defeated the lakers i think kobe had kind of an off night you know, that somebody mentioned, you know, it seems like George Carl devises game plans that, you know, work against you pretty well and yada, yada. And Kobe replied and said something to the effect of, well, I don't think he's ever beaten me in the playoffs. Yeah. So you're not really stopping him, are you? Right. But, uh, Let's just be honest here. The Nuggets have always been a rest game for teams like the Lakers. Just take it easy tonight. <laughs> I can't stand Kobe Bryant. <laughs> I can't either. That guy is a son of a bitch. So that was your number three, Kobe Bryant. This, this was top five sons of bitches. I would put him at number one. <laughs> he came in number one on my list for sure. Uh, my number three, you want to get into the minor three now? Should I do that? Sure, yeah. So Kobe, glad to glad to know that he, he made both of our lists because if you're a Colorado uh, resident or a Colorado fan living out of state, Kobe's definitely somebody that you should hate. That was Sports one of the ones I was sure would be a crossover. 
Yeah, had to be, right? So, again, I'm right. Yeah. So my number three, Carmelo Anthony. Ooh. And it's been completely beaten into the ground, this whole thing about he screwed Denver over and blah, blah, blah. But then there's the argument of, well, he did allow the Nuggets to trade him to get a lot back. So, you know, I'm, I'm kind of over that aspect of it. You know, but and it's kind of weird too because I'm starting to enjoy watching the Knicks play a little bit. They're kind of becoming an entertaining team now that they have a lot of pieces, and it's Mike D'Antoni who always ha- coaches a, a fun style of basketball, which is you know what you tune in to watch is you know sometimes just entertainment. You just want to watch a high scoring team, and I watched a lot of uh, Amari Stoudemire and Landry Fields who are still on the team, as well as you know guys like Gallinari, Wilson Chandler, Timothy Mozgov because I wanted to see who the Nuggets might get back in this Mellow trade. And, you know, it's, it's, this whole thing with Mellow is kind of like when you first break up with an old girlfriend, you know, you want to find, you want to immediately go out and try to find a hotter one and rub her in the face of your ex, right? And be like, look, I got to, you know. Much... Well, she's awake, right? Well, she's awake, yes, <laughs> okay, most good. importantly. Make sure. And just kind of throw that in their face, you know, and then kind of as time goes by, you just kind of forget about the past, right? And you get over those 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 hateful feelings, which I think a lot of Nuggets fans have done, but I can't not say that every time Melo comes to town or every time the Nuggets go to the Garden, as long as he's a member of that team, it's going to be a big game. So he'll, he'll always kind of be, um, just now from a competition standpoint, he'll be a, a special player that you know should always get the Nuggets who were around when he was here, and I'm sure he's always going to remember as long as George Carl and some of his ex-teammates are here, there's going to be that uh, little extra fuel for those games. Mm-hmm. So. I always yeah, look forward to that. That's and, good. You know, he'll, he'll remain a bad guy. He is a bad guy. So that Overrated. was my number three. Number three. Top five sports bad guys. Number two, Ross. This guy is. Uh, I couldn't not put him on because he's a real bad guy. Okay. Definitely not a Jew. My number two is O.J. Simpson. <laughs> A fainted reference to Adam Sandler. Yes. O.J. Simpson, not a Jew. That's right. The juice, he man. Cut. <laughs> he killed his ex-wife and and, uh, and her boyfriend. My favorite part of your list so far is introducing Kobe and saying, another rapist. And now he killed his ex-wife. Yep. Pretty, pretty, pretty. And the delivery boy or whoever he was that was coming uh, over there to give yeah. the old one-two. To return her sunglasses, <laughs> as I recall. Yeah, but <laughs> um, why is it? Now, I was not uh, happy when Kobe Bryant was acquitted or whenever they dropped the charges. But like Parrish Cox, I was kind of, I don't know why, but I was like kind of happy when O.J. Simpson was not guilty because... I just like that guy so much. Never as a player, but I would watch the Naked Gun movies over and over and over and over again. And seeing that guy, you know, going down the stairs in the wheelchair, getting folded up in the hospital bed, just <laughs> he made like me the, laugh. The original Kenny, if you will. <laughs> it was, yeah, it was, it was so funny, and uh, it just kind of broke my heart. Um, so, but uh, O.J. Simpson, a uh, real bad guy for obvious reasons. I can't remember and, having uh, an emotion to the verdict of his trial. I don't really remember, like, being upset or not upset or oh, I don't really I was, remember any of it. I will, I will remember it like, uh, like I was in seventh or eighth grade, but I remember the class. It was social studies, and uh, 
I remember they we turned on the TV and all watched it as a class. <laughs> Are you serious? Just, it doesn't seem right for uh, that age group. Well, social studies. Nah, uh, yeah. yeah. I guess. I mean, I, I think in social studies, I was learning like at that point in time, like the traditions of Native Americans or something. <laughs> yeah. We weren't learning about a guy that had brutally murdered his ex-wife, <laughs> some guy that was, you know, returning her possessions, and then a guy that fled in a white. Bronco and threatened to kill Another himself. Another one of those stories you couldn't make up. Uh, you wouldn't. Nobody would believe that was possibly true. Have you ever the seen a racist white... police detective <laughs> yeah. who just says nothing but the N word? Like that's just like Furman, Furman, <laughs> Furman, German. He's racist. <laughs> uh, do you ever see a white Bronco and not think of OJ Simpson? Oh my god, no. I had never – yeah, I don't. A friend of mine had one in uh, high school, the exact thing, that he claims to have gotten from a former football player for the Broncos. Oh, yeah? Yeah. But, uh, probably sold it immediately after that. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, OJ. Did you see – Bad guy. Uh, Real bad guy. I think there's an ESPN documentary about that, about that car chase. That was a good one. That was that interesting. Was cool, yeah. Yeah, I like that. AC Cowling, is that his name? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. <laughs> I like <Man>. it. <laughs> oh, number two, OJ Simpson for yep, Ross Martin. OJ. Uh, I'm coming in number two. He hasn't killed anybody yet. I'll preference it with that. <laughs> but I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibilities because he is also an NFL player. My number two, uh, probably the most hated quarterback in the NFL by both the guys sitting in front of these microphones. San Diego Chargers quarterback Philip Rivers. Yep, scumbag. I just have on here the reasons that he made my list. Just can't stand him. Stupid face. He has a dumb face. He throws like a uh, someone that's never been taught how to throw. A girl, if you want to use, throws like a girl. Mm-hmm. Uh, a kid that would mm-hmm. rather play chess than uh, throw a football. But he's bad at it. And then every time that he loses because he sucks at chess. He just like flips the board off and he's like runs out of the room. Yeah, and he wears his his baggy sleeved jersey. I Ugh. hate that look. It looks like he's wearing one of those cheap replica jerseys. Yeah, uh, I can't stand Philip Rivers and that whole him and Jay Cutler like trying to shit talk each other was just embarrassing. You know what I like it? I like it when people call him Phyllis Rivers. Phyllis Rivers. I like that. That's funny. Yeah, I like that makes that. me laugh every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm going to think of that from now on. Phyllis. Yeah. Phyllis. Phyllis Rivers. You know, it's like a girl's name that sounds like his real name. Yeah, that's gold. So it's like. Yeah. Yeah. I like that's that. Philip Rivers, you suck. How about <laughs> you that? You suck. <laughs> Philip, suck it. So. Yeah. <laughs> that's my number two. That. Let's hear the number one sports bad guy, according to one Ross Martin. Now, this is one of the ones that has a pretty significant. Um, Crossover. We got, we got OJ. We got Tanya Harding. We got Kobe. Mike Danton. Mike Danton. <laughs> These guys are bad, bad guys. Um, this guy crossover with uh, Colorado for sure. Um, as in, uh, he attended the University of Colorado. He was born oh, Ray no. Lamar Ray. Wiggins. We all know. Not sure awesome. how or why he's known as Ray Caruth. But uh, he was a uh, pretty bad guy. I would say, yeah, yeah he's number one. He played. Yeah, <laughs> he, uh, he is number one. Uh, hired somebody to kill his uh, 
pregnant girlfriend who was eight months pregnant with his twins. It was twins? Yes. And one thing I did not know is that one of the babies survived. What? Really? And yes, the mother and one of the babies died. I had no clue that one of the kids survived. I did not know that either. Um, the baby's name, I guess. I don't know. They uh, saved the baby, Chancellor Lee Adams. Um, but uh, his sister, Cherica Adams, died a month later. And then uh, Ray Caruth was then convicted. Well, didn't he He tried to flee? Wasn't he found in the trunk of a car? Yes. He was found in the trunk of a car in Tennessee with $3,900 in cash, bottles to hold his body waste, as Wikipedia puts it. Jesus. Like, just say pee, people who write for Wikipedia. I remember uh, uh, in one of my journalism classes, we were looking up for, I think it was a criminal journalism course, and we're looking up, uh, we found a way that you can search databases for federal prisons. Mm-hmm. So I remember looking up Ray Cruz to see where he was, and he was in a in a max security prison in Carolina, and I was just like, man, like, I, I just remembered that for like a half hour or something, just thinking of what a, what a crazy move that was. Yeah. I mean, you're a football player. It's not like you have to really worry about being able to support your family and stuff. Like, what would drive you to do that? Could you imagine if... Uh, like Travis Henry was the same guy as Ray Carew. He'd be a serial killer. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Travis Henry. Yeah. Or Shannon Sharp. I think Shannon's got some, some young ones out there. Does he? Sean Kemp, I believe, has Oh, a, Sean Kemp does. He's got sure. a few. So. Yeah. Speaking of guys that are uh, about to do meth or just got done doing meth, <laughs> Sean Kemp always looked a little <laughs> squirrely to me. He always had kind of some, uh, some yellowish whites in his eyes, right? Yeah, yeah, he was. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Ray Caruth. Wow, Ray Caruth. Not a good a, guy. What a what a depressing way to end that list. <laughs> Just thinking Wait, of that scumbag. Yeah. Crazy. I was trying to figure out if we were going to go with uh, bad guys just because of stuff they did on the field, or bad guys because of what they mean to other teams, which is kind of what I, kind of what I did, or bad guys because they actually broke real laws put forth by this country, and that's that's where you took it. You took it to a deep, dark place. Bad guys. Say hello to the bad guy. Do you yeah. never see a bad guy like me again? I'm kind of questioning Mike Danton, though. He seems more like a, just a dumb guy. They're all dumb. Mike Danton just seems like a... He's like a victim. Like a Manchurian candidate or something, right? <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Program. Movie, by the way. Yeah. yeah. Frank wow. Sinatra, I think. Yeah, it's good. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm thinking probably the remake. Denzel and Leave Schreiber. Yeah, Leave Schreiber. What's happened to that dude? He's around, I think. Oh, okay. He's probably doing like indie films, you know. Always, yeah. You could probably you can make it run for a while. I'm still surprised you told me Gene Hackman retired from the movie world. Like, why isn't he just making like handpicked indies like uh, Bill Murray? It seems to be doing now. Yeah. It's actually a streaming Netflix movie with Bill Murray that I want to watch, so uh, I'll probably try to find that at some point. Keep me posted. I will. I will for sure. So that was our top five list. Went to a dark place. Got to talk about Kobe Bryant. Got to hear Ray Caruth's name brought up. He doesn't really get uh, thrown around any conversations when people start talking about uh, bringing the glory back to CU. <laughs> I think he's one of the ones people try to kind of erase that part. 
it's always like when oh yeah from Jacksonville right or no Carolina Carolina Panthers right yeah yeah nope no uh, I don't think he no nah, he didn't go to college no <laughs> where did he go to school <laughs> nowhere uh, right? CSU. <laughs> yeah, it went to CSU. Speaking of CSU, I believe that they are going to make the tournament. Well, that'll be cool. It's always fun to see a Colorado school get out in the first round. Like One of the 68 teams that make it. CSU is going to go at least, at least. What are they looking at? 12 seed? 11? Thirteen. It, it always depends on the matchup, too, right? Like, yep. I think CSU would have, will have to maybe try to find somebody that wants to talk about this with a little more knowledge, but I believe they're probably one of those schools that, uh, since they're a smaller college, don't really have the size to compete against the big teams like a Kentucky. But if they draw the right matchup to where they can you know, play another school that has the undersized centers and power forwards, they may be able to hang in there and win a game. They might, yeah. Two games, a little rough. Three games, probably impossible. But... If you can get one tournament win, that says quite a bit about your program. Well, I'm pretty excited to be watching some March Madness on my new TV here in a couple weeks. 40-inch 40 inches. That's exciting. I'm pretty excited. Pretty, pretty excited. So I'll just keep everybody posted on that. Yeah. Let's uh, wrap it up, huh? Episode Episode 31, 31. getting into the books. Uh, Man, I got to tell you, Ty Lawson... Averaging about 20 points and over 10 assists a game in the last four. He's won the last two Nuggets games. Beat San Antonio with a three-point shot. Beat the Spurs with a three-point shot. He was a champion at North Carolina. One of George Carl's favorite players, probably because he went to North Carolina. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, he's, he's starting. He tweeted out that he wants to be. He stayed up late after last night's game thinking about how good he wants to be and how he wants to be one of the top players in the league. So I think it's only fitting that he not only wins Western Conference, or actually NBA Player of the Week, but maybe also we dedicate Podcast 31 to him. I'm ready. Let's do it, and let's see if he and Danilo Gallinari can get a little chemistry going, maybe. Maybe these two guys will emerge as the leaders of the Nuggets, and we can trade Nene away and just say goodbye to the Brazilian baby. Trade Nene away, hey. Yeah. Uh, The thing with, uh, you're talking about chemistry, Ty Lawson, Kenneth Fareed, some very exciting alley-oops the last few games, and they're talking about how they're just starting to get to know each other, so... Big things coming from that rookie. He looks amazing. We got Manimal Planet started on Denver Stiffs. So uh, I love sure him, man. Check that out. All right. I love the Nuggets. I love the NBA. I can't help myself. I know you can't, and uh, it's all right, buddy. <laughs> but uh, we'll return next week. I don't know what we're going to talk about. We got to drum something up. Oh, we'll get it done, man. Find some crazy kids to come back and tell you about some good stuff next week. <laughs>